Welcome back to the Haywire Podcast, where we sit down and discuss anything and everything. My name is Leon, and next to me is Vegas. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? I hope everything is okay. Um, coming back for the mid-semester break? Yes, yes. mid-semester break, indeed. Um, yeah. Tough times, because school is back again. But uh, it's not so tough anymore, because today, we're excited to introduce a brand new season to the Haywire Podcast. Let's and go! Yeah, it's our first episode today. For the second season and we got a very special guest with us today um helen who is the current president of mbyss um can you tell us a bit about yourself yes uh, so first of all thank you for having me on the show very very privileged to be interviewed by you guys um so my name is helen i'm a third year medical student currently at monash university um, and my second hat is newest president Nice, nice. Okay, uh, where are you from, Helen? Uh, Vietnam. Hey, shout out to the Vietnamese out there. <laughs> hey. Okay. Um, so, Helen, we wanted to ask you a couple of questions. We know there's a lot of heat going on. We know there's elections. There's a lot of things that happened this year. And, you know, we want to get um, a, bit, a bit of a brief view from you to all the students, you know, of Monash, about what is it that you do, you know, how did you end up becoming who you are right now and, and you know a bit of your background as well so is there anything how was your childhood how do you grow up you know how was high school and primary school and all of that for you um so you know it's, it's very interesting because I, every time i sit down with myself and i start reflecting on my life um i always reach the same conclusion that everything happened um from my childhood to this moment built me. So uh, who I am right now really came from all the events and all the things that happened um, like years back. So for example, uh, well, with my childhood, I have, I had, I'm very lucky to have a really, really good childhood. I spent years with my grandma uh, in the rural city. And then um, I was lucky to, be the first child in the family so i was the center of attention oh you were the spoiled one <laughs> i was a bit spoiled um uh so so i was I guess like an early rising star as they would call it in primary school um and then in secondary school when i um, passed a test into like a gifted school in vietnam um, and that's where all the best, as they said, all the best kids went to for year six, year seven, year eight, and year nine. And I was, I guess, being labeled as the rising star, I was overconfident with myself. Um, and, and that was when I fell into the trap of being so overconfident that I didn't do any work. I, I thought, you know, like I, I got my foot through the door and you know, that's no, no work is required anymore and I started failing really really badly um, so throughout year six year seven and year eight I did not do that well um, but once again I was really lucky to have my parents with me um, and they helped me through a really hard time of you know finding myself again finding my foot again in in the society and even though I was only what 13 14 years old back then um, it was a very hard lesson to learn and I kept it along with me 
guess all my life until now that there will always be a higher mountain for me to climb um, and even if I'm succeeding in one thing it doesn't mean that I'm concurring everything in my life right now um, so yeah that's that's I guess to this moment the biggest life lesson that I've ever learned to don't overestimate myself yeah um, and then of course at the end of year nine um, I went to Australia and things changed again for me because I went to a whole new country had to make new friends um, had to adapt to a completely different um, education system and a bit of culture shock came to me when I was when I first arrived as well so um, and I was again very very lucky to have a really good homestay family so they took me in as their second daughter um, we had a really good relationship they um, took me to family outings and Christmas dinners and everything um, and so I, I changed a lot as a person after I came to Australia as I became a lot more confident in myself and a lot more independent um, yep. from other people. Yep. Um, then, yeah, another big milestone is, it's of course, university. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm rambling on a bit too much, so I'll let you guys. That's all right. Yeah, that's okay. um, like, I love your point about there's always a bigger mountain to climb. And like the adaptation process of having an entirely new system of education in Australia. Like I really respect you for that. And I feel like as international students, we always have to do something to adapt to a new environment, right? So yeah. like, yeah. can you share with us a little bit more about what you did aside from, you know, um, having that really wonderful homestay family um, to help you out? Like what you did in uni to start, you know, adapting yourself to the uni culture? Mm. Um, so I think in my first year, there, this is a pretty long story, but I'll try to keep it short. But in my first year, the first orientation that we had, we uh, it was given by a fifth year in medicine. Right. And he was also an international student. And he said something that I will always remember. He said that in high school, he was basically a loser. And he decided on the first day of uni is this is a fresh start. I choose to become whoever I want and I choose to do whatever I want to do. And my past doesn't have anything to do with my future. And then so I came home and thought to myself, you know, that's really inspiring because I don't want to stay um, as the same nerd that I was in high school. Um, and I don't want to you know, keep myself to just one tiny friendship group that I had in high school anymore. I want to right. prove to other people that I could do so much more than that. Um, and I want to expand everything that I could. And I want to, I guess, take all the opportunities that I could in uni because I know that uni is another world. Uni is when you start all over again. Um, and so that's where I started to apply to different clubs and societies. I started trialing out many different new things and um, I, I got I got involved um, and so then I met new friends um, I started talking to random people in the lecture theatre so that's when I met my closest friends um, now in uni and I was so grateful um, so 
yeah the, I, I think I did many things and um, but I think they were they all stem from I guess two things one bravery and one um, oh forgot that word one another one is um, I, it just slipped me I forgot <laughs> <laughs> a resilience maybe of course um, sure. yeah. yeah it's more like curiosity right right mm. right yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Like, I feel like it's such a good way of making friends as well, like talking to random people in the lecture theatre. That's what I did for my um, IT friends as well, and they, they're still with me till now. Really? Yeah, yeah. Man, I think that I should learn something from you guys, because I don't talk to anyone in my lecture. Hey, here's a challenge for you. Go out in the street, or like, go out in the Mon in Monash one day, in Monash, and then okay. wave at 10 random people. You know, oh, ask them what they do. I don't know, man. Well, what if they call the police on me? That's your own risk to manage. <laughs> Um, it really depends on how you feel. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like obviously, like you said, um, Monash has a lot of clubs in society. Like too many to name um, from the top of my mind. But um, what drove you to Mewis? Yeah. Hmm. Um, so in high school, I was the international student captain of my high school. Um, and so I worked a lot with... Um, the student captain and the teachers and we organized a lot of different events and things like that and then I I was always looking for a similar society to join in university and in second year um, at the end of second year I stumbled upon a Facebook post by Mewis calling for recruitment for a general committee member so I went for it yep. uh, and I joined US in my second year as a general committee member um, yeah, so it, it it was kind of incidental, but it was also destiny, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I use a lot of like over dramatic words, but that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, then, were you doing something else apart from Mewis back then? Were you in another club or society while you were doing Mewis, or was Mewis just the only thing that you were doing at that time? Um, so in second year, I was the chair of med choir. So basically, oh. a choir um, that comprised of um, medicine, nursing, and health science students. So, so you um, sing. So Hello. yeah, along with that. So, so yeah, you sing. Pardon? You sing, right? You're a singer. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay, I didn't know that's about good. that. The hidden one of the hidden <laughs> things from the music president. That's that's pretty cool. Okay. Do you sing like often? Ten things Pardon? Do you sing like often or like um, like just a ca casual karaoke singer like myself? Oh, <laughs> um, I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm not like a professional singer, um, and I'm too shy to sing karaoke. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm somewhere in the. Middle. I I sing I yeah. In the shower. I love music. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, like, we all love music. Santi is like um, a guitar player himself. I sing in the shower sometimes. Mm. So, like, yeah. It's uh, important. Oh, it's important. oh, you play guitar? I play guitar, it's just. Oh, that's pretty oh cool. nice. I didn't yeah. know about this. Oh, I'm learning so much. 
Not only, does she, not only is she a president of viewers, but she's also a musician. Yeah, yeah possible Damn. star. Oh. There you go. The rising star. There you I go. Am, <laughs> I am nowhere a musician. I just <laughs> sing and, and play a bit of guitar. But yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere near a musician. Ah, oh, it's okay. Like that's that's already musician enough for me because I can barely, <laughs> I can barely play it anyway. <laughs> um, I guess my next question is like, what? drove you to be like in that presidential position like what drove you there like what like, made you think of it how was it you know was it that like, just day you just woke up and like be like damn i just want to be newest president you know or was it more like a like a process of the whole year that sort of things build and then you ended up being like oh you know like you know when that um, when that light bulb came into your head like Damn, yeah, like in cartoons. Yeah, like in the cartoons. Yeah, <laughs> was it something like that, or could you be able to explain us a bit more mm. about how did it happen? Yeah, I think it was like a combination of both, really. Um, so it was both fast and slow. Slow in the 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 meaning that um, I joined in second year, and then throughout the whole year, I volunteered for a lot of projects. I helped out with a lot of things. Um, and I watched the president of that year working as well and so I just fell in love with um, helping international students and I became really passionate about what MUIS can do for international students um, and then uh, the light bulb moment came during a meeting actually that was oh. when um, I remember one meeting uh, we had in the lounge uh, and that was when I started paying more attention. Not that I wasn't paying attention then, but I, I paid more attention on that particular day to my president when he was talking. And he was talking with such energy, such charisma. And I just thought to myself, damn, I could see myself doing that next year. Um, and so I started talking to him about his position and I was so interested in the work that he does, talking to different people every day, getting to know um, different people broadening his network and I was like that is that is something that I want to do um, yeah so I was passionate about the work that me was does and there were changes that I wanted to make um, and there were impacts that I wanted to deliver so I thought you know I had visions I had determination to bring those visions to life so why not go for it that's good. That's a really good attitude of like approaching everything that you want to yeah. do in life. It's it's really important to surround yourself by people that you feel inspired by, right? Yeah, and that yeah. comes yeah. the fact that you know you by doing this, like the ex president of Muse, you know, he inspired you to do what you're doing now. And then I guess as much as he inspired someone, you also are inspiring sort of the new generation of kids that want to be that, right? Helen is the source of inspiration so. for every international student first year yeah. there is. Yeah, you could you could say that. It is. Yeah. Um, I guess, what was the most rewarding aspect when you were a president for you? Like, what was the most rewarding bit of being a president? Um, to see the results of your work. Mm. Um, and that comes in many different shapes and sizes so the the result of my work can come from a conversation with the university to make a certain policy for international student um, like for example we were 
very much involved with um, the implementation of the $30 million hardship and compassionate package. Um, but I think it was very, the gratitude also came from the moment where we wrote that letter to the vice chancellor standing up for international student. So that's where I actually felt the impact of my work because that was when I felt like the true representative of international student. I'm standing up for what is right, not, not just being a person who provides feedback, but was also a person who says, okay, what you're doing is not right. This is what our student wants. And I think um, that's, that's a very important um, purpose to keep in mind whenever you're in a leadership position because you're leading your organization, you're representing the people um, that you care about and you're fighting for them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's really important for us as international students to also like, you know, to have a voice in the community, uni community as well, right? Um, and yeah. thank you for being an active member of our international students community and always advocating for us. Um, yeah, I know it's we'll like a really heavy it. responsibility, yeah. but um, you've taken it really, really well so far. And we're really grateful for oh, that. Yeah. So <laughs> on that note, Helen, I think that's something, something that we all want to know is that, so you're a med student, you're a semi-professional musician, you are president of Miris. <laughs> That's a lot of things that you do. How how do you keep saying? You know, and you, you know, of course, you know, you gotta rest, you gotta eat, you gotta do you know your assignments and everything. How do you keep a balance? Like, how do you not be like, oh my god, this is too much? You know, like managing time. Exactly. Yeah. How is it that you keep, that you manage your time essentially? Um. So I wouldn't say I was born knowing to, to manage everything on my plate. I wouldn't say so. Um, I definitely ran into a lot of different issues and a lot of different challenges that um, a lot of people might not see. Um, but I think in terms of time management, it, I learned so much with um, prioritizing. So, you know, putting forward what is actually important at the moment, uh, knowing which hat is more important to wear um, and and knowing you know disciplining myself into spending two hours doing this and then two hours doing that instead of spending the whole day doing this and then feeling so not productive at the end of the day um, and then um, it's a bit nerdy but I love um, scheduling things and uh, if you were to go back to several years ago when I was in high school, you would see me going around with like one notebook in my hand and it's always my calendar. So I was born with a calendar. Um, so I love scheduling things in my life because I was also, I was always, I always wanted to do more than what I'm doing right now. It's just, it's in my, it's in my blood. Now I could say that I was born wanting to do more than, than what I'm currently doing. Um, and so I learned early that scheduling things, prioritizing things is extremely important when it comes to wanting to do just more than enough. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite um, um, personal management tool right now that you're using? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and then I love exercising as well. I. <laughs> I'm a semi, no, not semi, a quarter professional boxer. 
What's like your favorite song to listen while you're on the on the run? You know, or when you're when you're boxing yeah, and everything. When, when you're you have hustling, a song that yeah. like just hypes you up so much. Oh, oh, it really depends. But I really loved um, what is it? Uh, what's that song? One sec. Oh, I forgot. Who's the, who's the artist? Who's the artist? Do you know the artist? Really good. See, if I don't remember the name of the song, there will be no way I can remember <laughs> the name of the artist. Let me just look up on my. Um, it's probably on your yeah. most played songs on Spotify or something like that. Nah. Yeah. Oh, Run Wild. Run Wild. But who? Who is yeah. it? Who's the artist? I'm. Uh, most. Yeah, that's that's like a solid oh, exercising beat. Yeah, that's a yeah. solid exercising oh, that's beat. One. That's a high beat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, um, I feel. Yeah, like... I only listen to those. I'm exercising. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I was I was just gonna say it reminds me of like the music at the gyms when I was back in Vietnam. <laughs> it's like it's the same, <laughs> exact same thing. <laughs> Um, I've never been to a Vietnamese gym before. Very curious. Um, oh, sure. I live close to Hanoi, Amsterdam, so like, um, there's one gym ah. over there that I used to go to a lot when I when I was um, in high school, and I see these people like pumping iron all the time, listening to that type of music. We call <laughs> it, I don't know, like Vina House or something, but um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. Vina House. Um, but yeah, you know, something, something to to to, to listen to when you're gymming. Um, well, like, I'm glad that that we got to know each other like this. Um, and I guess like one of the last questions that we might ask you before we move on to our next segment mm -hmm. is that um, you know, what are the challenges that you um would advise you know new students freshmen um to come in and start you know uh, thinking about before they start uni in say monash or something like that so like like what tips do i have to yeah something like that yeah like, um uh, tips that you have for first year students who want to um let's say participate in a leadership role Oh, okay. 
Um, I would say start small and then go big. Okay. So like start with signing up, start with putting yourself out there first uh, and volunteering your time. And then um, only then will you be part of the team. Will you be, you know, will you know the culture of that club or that society? Um, and then you see yourself as, as a team player in that team. And you can only be a leader when you're a good team player. You can't jump from a stranger to a leader. I, I don't think that's how it works. Um, and yeah, so I think curiosity, bravery is actually really, really important. Just put out yourself out there. No one's gonna laugh at you or anything. Um, just go, yeah, uh, Vegas, go talk to strangers because it's very <laughs> fun. Um, and um, and once you're in that position, once you're in a leadership position or a volunteering position, work hard because only when you work hard, then people will trust you and they will give you the position that you deserve. No one's gonna hand you a position if you don't work your ass off for it. So mm. yeah, start with curiosity and work hard. Yeah, that's a pretty good advice I would say. You said, because you said uh, before, um, and there's something that I want to know as well as that, um, you said that you have experienced failure before, right? And yes. I want to know, because the speed that it, it happens, I guess it has happened to me, it has happened to a, a bunch of my friends and other people, it happens to all of us that sometimes you experience one failure and then it feels like everything just, just goes downfall sort of thing. And then, you know, you got to pick up yourself again and then like, find out something else to do or you know find a new way to reinvent yourself and then i want to know how yeah. was that you find your way to reinvent yourself you know to find the motivation from you know half fallen and then you know step up again and be who you are right now essentially mm, um so uh i was very lucky that i had my parents with me when i failed the first time in my life big time um, in my life that dad was there um, he was also always constantly telling me it's okay you know if you fail try again it's fine people fail too um, so he taught me lessons of acceptance okay. um, and mum was there to teach me how to 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 you know find myself again exactly what you said you know reinvent myself um, find my strength and work with it and find my weaknesses and work with it so I was very very lucky to have my parents with me and teach me different lessons and then um, as I became more independent I I also seeked help from other people as well um, and not just my friends I listened to podcasts I um, watch videos on you know how to manage your time better how to um, join different clubs and societies and I listen to other people's advice um, and so I, I wouldn't learn all the lessons that I've learned and I wouldn't be who I am today without every single face in my life, uh, especially my parents. Yeah. yeah family. Family. Family is very important. Always a core value, yeah. even for me. Like, yeah. I do stuff like just to make my family proud as well. So like, um, you know, wherever we're at right now, I feel like we pay a certain amount of tribute to our parents for giving us the opportunity to be here. Yeah, um, right. And obviously as international students, there's no small thing. Your parents had to give up a lot for you to be here. And I feel like it's 
it's a very important responsibility for us to you know do things that make them proud and i feel like you made your parents extremely proud by you know all of the things that you achieved in you mm, yeah i i hope i hope so would you say that your parents had like some what like your best friends sort of thing Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love yeah. my friends. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's good. So then, you know, uh, we, we know, we all know that you're president of Muse, but um, recently we've come to notice that you're running for MSA position next year. Oh, yes. And um, yes. we wanted to know, well, first of all, what's the position that you're running for? Um, so I'm running for edge, uh, Office Bearer of ed Education Public Affairs. Okay. Um, so it's basically um, taking care of um, the students' concerns and the students' voice uh, when it comes to uh, like academic concerns and everything that has to do with their education. Okay. That's wonderful. Yeah. Why did you want to go with this position uh, instead of other position in MSA? Um, I think it was because in in my time at Muis, I found that the majority of the concerns that we got was academic related. And I was very passionate and interested in improving the experience of our students. And I think, especially in this year, um, where everything has been so, I guess, negatively impacted by COVID-19, um, the educational experience of our students would be you know, very much negatively impacted upon as well. And next year is a big year where we have to jump back and we have to make it better for our students. Um, and I would be, I would love to be the person who works on those improvements. That's cool. Do you have any pre-existing plans or ideas that you want to implement um, before, like, you know, you actually start the position itself? Um, yeah, like, a lot really because we are looking into different groups of students and then we've had um, many discussions with different um, faculty specific students and we looked into what they're struggling with um, how they are feeling and especially with first year students what they're looking to see next year um, and we have so many different plans um, for different faculties I'm so excited that's good. Yeah, that's right. Just oh. know that you have my vote. That's that's all you need to know. You got my vote. Thank you. Our vote. Haywire's vote. Yeah, the yeah, Haywire's vote. <laughs> um, but then also, you know, you're 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 a med student, and we know that med students they're crazy busy because you know it's med. You don't need to know that. Um, how come that you didn't wanted to just stop? after being president you know because you're gonna go into your fourth year of med right and then i know that doesn't things get really hectic and then you know how how well how come that you just you know after being president of me of this really hard year how you how come you want to just keep going doing things and you know what's the motivation behind it um so as i told you before i'm i'm, I'm the kind of person who just can't stop who who always wants to do more than just enough um, and I I never just want to be president because it looks good on my CV I never want to be an MSA because it looks good on my resume so um, I don't think just having that one year of being president um, 
is, I guess it's, is enough. Um, but like, because I learned so much this year, I want to grow more. I want to work with more people. I want to, to improve more. And so I'm seeking more opportunities to grow and to learn. And I guess I, I never like the, the concept of, oh, you're a med student. That's why you should just focus solely on med. Mm. Um, I'm a uni student and that's why I'm allowed to do a lot of other things besides studying. That's how I'd like to think about it. Um, and yeah, I'm very conscious of the fact that fourth year is, is immensely harder than third year. Um, but, you know, like, I, I am not a fan of relaxing. I'm not a big fan of just taking it easy. I like to keep challenging myself um, and the idea of constantly working with, with other people who are just as passionate as you are um, on a project or on a, a, yeah, on a, on a project or anything, it's just so fascinating because you, you get inspired daily. Mm, mm. That's true. Like, <laughs> like we said before, like always seek for a source of inspiration and like your work ethic is something that, you know, a lot of people who would desire for themselves as well. Like, you know, just getting started, um, just find a starting point, like just start small and work towards like a bigger goal itself. Um, that's very respectable. And I guess aside from like all the serious things that we have discussed so far, mm -hmm. we understand that you're a very busy person. <laughs> um, so we would um, just ask you a last round of like rapid fire questions, if you're keen for it. Ooh. Not sure. It's it's, yeah, it's it's gonna be like rapid. So you have like about three seconds to answer. Yeah, five seconds. I'm three, gonna time three it. seconds. Yeah, I'm gonna time it. to answer all these questions. They're not serious at all. All right. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, we're yeah. ready. One, two, three. Favorite song. Uh oh, you belong with me. Oh my god. Favorite artist. Uh, Joe Hisaishi. Uh, what is the best coffee on campus? Ooh, Grafali's? Uh, Neptunes or Periferi? Ooh, Neptunes. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. I can see a debate coming. Okay. Adidas uh, or Nike? Ooh, Nike. Nice, that's nice. what I like to hear. Okay. Nice. Pho, <laughs> pho or Bun Bao Hui? <gasps> okay. Hanoi or Ho Chi Minh City? Hanoi! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and last one, Helen. If you could name yourself after a city, what city would it be? Ooh. Uh... Ooh, New York? New York. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I see, I see, I see you yeah, as New York. The big as well. city. Like, the big blend. The city. big apple. Yes. Okay, okay. That's oh, really. No, no, I wish it, it never sleeps and it's always so busy and. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it fits like the way that we select our city. It's kind of fitting to our personalities mm. as well. Because I think if you're in New York, it's like the city that never sleeps, that always works yeah, all the time. Doesn't and, like, stop, right? Yeah, it doesn't stop. <laughs> always moves forward. You know. Um, and it's really good. It's really good to, to actually hear that. Because yeah, probably fits your if you ever get into the show, so well. we're probably gonna start calling you New York then. Yeah. So you know, Miss Whatever the yeah. and everything. <laughs> Miss Manhattan. Miss Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
Um, and yeah, I guess that's the uh, end of our episode for today. Actually, Thank you. Um, I'm gonna ask one last question. Okay. Um, is there any, not a question, but more like, is there anything that you want to say to, you know, all the Monash international students that ah, yes. are struggling during the pandemic and everything? Is there, we just want to hear some, maybe all of us want to hear some words from you directly. Um, I would just say it's, it's hard for everyone, um, but just, just hang in there. Like really hang in there, but don't give up when things are hard. Um, try to work around it. And um, during these difficult times, adapting is so, so important. Um, but you don't have to adapt in like days. Um, but at the same time, it's not a time for you to stay static. It's not a time for you to, to cry in your bedroom and say, well, the COVID-19 is making my life miserable. Um, I think it's the most important time for you to be really strong and say it is pretty shit but I'm going to make this year one of the best years of my life um, yeah and and like at all times there will always be other people there to support you um, so don't feel like you're alone don't ever feel like you're alone reach out and say please help me because there'll be so many other people who want to help you Wonderful. Really wholesome. Really wholesome point. Thank you for that. Um, okay, we're probably going to bring it to an end then. Uh, we probably yeah. reach our time limit. And uh, thank you very much, Helen, for coming today. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone is going to be really excited to hear you speaking from a more personal point of view rather than, you know, big, com big uh, communicator. You so, nice. No, it's good. It's good. We're looking forward to see you succeeding in your role soon and we yeah. hope that uh, you actually get the role that you're applying for in MSA. Um, and we wish you all the best with the rest of um, 2020 knowing that it's a pretty shit year but <laughs> I'm sure that you'll have a way to spin it off to like the most wonderful year of your life. Mm. Thank you for coming to our podcast. Leon in Vegas, out. Oh.